Now back to On the Block with Strick and Austin on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Uh, putting a bow on our thoughts uh, on Nebraska basketball really quickly here, Strick. Uh, if you look at the games that Nebraska will play only on the road, it's at Illinois, it's at Maryland, and here's the shocker. At Iowa, you only get the Hawkeyes once this season. That doesn't sit right with me. Oh, yeah, I, especially after the fact that you swept them. You only get one shot at them. Um there's a lot of revenge factors and the fact that they've dominated you over the, the most recent times of the years until this year. Um, but getting them only one time on the road, you would love to always be able to get the Hawkeyes one time at your home as well. Uh, being that they're next door a rivalry. Um, one of the things about Iowa though, is they lost a lot of their firepower. Um, mm-hmm. You know, one of the McCaffrey's is gone. Um, Patrick, I think, is returning. Really, he's really only the one guy that you really know that you probably can count on. Some of the others that are uh, that are there, like Dante Eldridge, um, no, uh, Perkins, okay. Um, the one that they really saw that a good sign for them was four star uh, Price Sanford out of Waukee, Iowa, Waukee Northwest, um, solid. Uh, but what can, what would he do as a freshman Would you know, he come in and have a, that kind of year is yet to be seen. So, uh, they're a little bit down. You could take advantage of it. The fact that they are down a little bit, I think, I personally think the big 10 is down as a whole, uh, who's going to emerge out of it is anyone's guess. If you know, 402, 464, 5685, uh, we may, we may do a poll. I think we may do a poll and we're, we're going to hold this poll. Uh, Austin, we'll we'll do a poll and just see uh, what people's like top four of the Big Ten guesses, you know, based on returners, uh, maybe some of the recruits that they were able to land. And then where Nebraska falls, like who who would be your top four and where do you think Nebraska will fall with what they've done in the recruiting and just see how that is and hold it. So then when we get into the season, we can go back and backtrack it and see if you guys were on point. Absolutely. I mean, I would have to put Michigan State at the top right now um, with, with getting guard back with Izzo, you know, another solid core returning for them and incoming guys. So I, I think Michigan State's my pick to win it right now. And then it's a whole bunch of we'll see. They've got to put Wisconsin. They've got a lot. I think I put Wisconsin in there. They've got a lot coming back, a lot of firepower, um, got into postseason play. And you've got a you've got a solid guard in in Chucky Hepburn that mm-hmm. is your lead guard. He's been there. He knows the system. He's becoming an extended arm of who guard is. A uh, guard, like you said, has been retained. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think they had about four coaches be retained, and guard was one of them. So um, yeah, yeah. So I think I think you got to definitely look at those two as solid contenders. Uh, but then from from that point on, it's any guess to me. Uh, who else can can fill that void? That it is. Switching to, to college. Northwest, Northwest lost them too. They North, did. Northwest lost two good guards as well in, in a great run that they made. So, uh, yeah, Bowie, I think, has gone. Um, I think Adij decided, think so. you know, mm-hmm. he was going to shoot out too. So, I mean, it just depends. Still a lot up in the air. Transfer portal too. It's crazy. Transfer portal and college basketball we've been talking about. But, Strick, let's take a look at the college football transfer portal. I just want to start with the number 2,000. And this would have been at the end of last week. Uh, Max Olson of The Athletic said there are over 2,000 scholarship college football players in the NCAA transfer portal. That's a number that stops me in my tracks. 2,000. 
where does that number stop? Um, it doesn't. It's continued to go up o- over the last three years. Um, you know, uh, it's still surging. Um, I, I'm I'm one to say that it, I don't think it can be the COVID stuff now. I think I think 2022 would have been probably about the end of that. Um, it could be coaches are getting lazy. Coaches are just basically saying we're just grabbing with the understanding that we have the transfer portal. We're just going to grab every every talent that we can keep our our base hot and feeling good about themselves by taking kids in state, you know, that maybe you aren't good enough. But just to kind of, you know, keep us in in good um, in in, in uh, like Beach Boy, you know, <laughs> I feel that. You know what I'm saying? Just keep the good vibrations going, right? Beach boy action, you know. Uh, That's it. Otherwise, it just doesn't make sense. Um, I can understand there's a lot of unhappy campers, but I can also understand that, you know, I personally think the blueprint is still foundational. Mm -hmm. It's high school foundation, train, raise them up, build your culture, show the young, the you know, the elderly shows the, the younger um, folks how stuff should be run. Because if you have so much turnover, Austin, you have so much change from one year to the next, then leaders change. Then you start getting clicks, right? Mm-hmm. This is something people don't talk about. What ends up happening is a lot of the transfers, because they don't know, they hadn't come up with, they don't know who's in the trenches, so they find themselves clicking with each other because there's a there's a connection to that, you know, us doing the same thing, mm-hmm. right? So then you start, if you get click, if you get dissensions within the click, then it becomes cancerous. And then you've got cancerous activity that's operating behind the scenes in your locker rooms. And it, 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 it doesn't work good for, uh, you know, cohesion. It doesn't work good for leadership. That's why... We, you know, the reason I'm saying this, those who are listening, all of our listeners, all of our blockheads, and and correct me if I'm wrong, 402-464-5685 on the Sarah Heyman text line, but let's just be real. This is why Green Berets, this is why Navy SEALs, this is why, um, you know, the 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 uh, airborne groups, you know, this is why they stick together and they go into trainings and they do trainings where they send them out, where they become to get to know each other, know, know each other. I need to know how you going to move, where you going to move, where you going to be. If this happens, how you going to, how's it going to affect you? I need to know all of these details so that when we're in the trenches together and the, and, and the block is hot, that I know you're going to come through for me. And, and, and that's what has been lost with the transfer portal and the way that it is. There's a lot of hoping to catch lightning in a bottle, to get lucky, to to do the best you can yeah. to research these guys and just hope that the personalities and the, the way they play the game yeah. mesh. You can look at one example, Strick, of Michigan State in the second year with Mel Tucker. When they go out, they get uh, Kenneth Walker and about half their defensive starters from the transfer portal. It works out for them. They have a really good season, end up playing Pitt in a bowl game. Mm-hmm. But then they had to rely on the same thing, and they fall back closer to 500 last year. Nebraska in years past has dipped into the transfer portal and it's worked out for, you know, a player or two a year. You get Samori Ture a couple of years ago. You get Trey Palmer, Marcus Washington to some degree last season. Uh, uh, That's just on the offensive side, guys that come to mind. But what we've seen with the transfer portal is it hasn't become a consistent way to build a team yet. 
And I think for a lot of the reasons you mentioned, mm-hmm. because you don't have the chance to build cohesion, because it's hoping that everything comes together. And if it doesn't mm-hmm. work, on the mm-hmm. one hand, at least it's just one year in and out. But then if you keep doing these one-year cycles, strict, wouldn't it be harder to set a group as a foundational group to build off of if you go year by year instead of going into it with a two, three, four yeah. year plan in mind. Yeah. And and that's why this is, this is why my eyes are closely upon the rule, the rule dynasty. Um, I'm trying, <laughs> I really want to watch how and observe how he, you know, what his game plan is to build it. Um, you know, Kansas state hit, my interest is going to be watching what Kansas State, where they go from here. There are anomalies in situations where they hit. You're right. That does happen. Um, lightning in a bottle. Um, winning the lottery. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. All of those things just seemingly are happenstance. They happen. To, they're not purposeful. But you have to. I think you have to have a purposeful plan in order for it to work, bro. I, I really mm-hmm. do. Um I'm looking at the basketball. I'm looking at Colorado. And so when I look at Colorado, Austin, um, throwing this out to you guys, uh, you know, when I look at that situation, um, there's two ways of thinking about it. One, um, I, w- I would like to know and have some details on the numbers. Uh, oh, I got some what numbers. are their numbers? Did they just over recruit? Oh, you got some for me? I got Talk some numbers me. for you here, Strick. So. Um, after yesterday, so this article came out this morning. I think there's been one additional departure since then. Uh, but since uh, last night, Colorado has seen 46 scholarship players enter the transfer portal. Uh, 41 of them mm-hmm. have left since uh, Deion Sanders took over on December 3rd. Um, in 2022, Colorado ended up two scholarships under the 85 limit. So they're at 83 scholarship players in the 2022 season. Strick, as of Monday night, only 20 scholarship players were on Colorado's roster. So to me, that's not a situation of, oh, we had a lot of guys on scholarship. We had to cut some down. To me, that's cleaning house. That's stripping it down to the studs Mm -hmm. and starting all over. Yeah. Yeah. And and sometimes, and here's the thing, right? Austin, uh, the the time, the short time that I've I've spent in in building and and construction and and working with a good friend of mine, Tim Grayman, and Grayman Construction out in in Florida, doing some work with him, looking at, at you know, at, at, uh, you know, a lot of schematics and looking at, you know, what the plans are, you know, foundations that need to be put in order, so forth and so on. if you have a cracked foundation and you have a bad foundation, if it's not good, um, you have leakage and you have situations where floors are moving and uh, it's not holding up. It's not staying. It's not firm. That's 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 what coaching is about, man. If your foundation is not solid, bro, just like a foundation of a house, it's going to crack. It's going to crumble. It's going to eventually fall, may collapse. You know, stay at your own risk. <laughs> you right, know what I'm saying? Right. Um, Colorado was there. One and eleven. That means you you're absolutely horrible. Two things. He told them when he came in, um, you know, stay at your own risk. You know, the foundation's mm-hmm. broken. I'm tearing it up. We coming, and uh, so I don't. You know, other people may be looking at this Austin as this is uh, this is crazy. This is no. He said it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. he said this is. Gonna we all happen. should have seen it coming. Um, yeah. So they may not be good this year. 
because you just can't replace that many people in the transfer portal. And I don't think he wants to. I think he's trying to build it. He's he's in for the long haul, the long game. He wants to be competitive, but I don't I don't think he feels that they're gonna actually be able to hit. Now he still wants to be able to showcase Shador to be able to move him to the next level. So I think he has a heavy focus on the offense. I think this is why you see Travis Hunter playing a lot of receiver. Mm-hmm. He's going with his best athletes to try to make sure that guys can get separation, create separation, create opportunities, and then build from that foundation from their own. Absolutely. Some more numbers that I saw, these from uh, Bill Connolly's with ESPN. These aren't just down the roster players that have left Colorado. And again, to your point, one in 11, the foundation's broken. So in some cases, maybe change isn't the worst thing. But it's still shocking to see, um, according to Bill Connolly's tracking, Colorado lost all four quarterbacks who threw more than 20 passes last year, three of its five running backs, all nine players that had eight or more targets on the offensive end, five of the eight offensive linemen, Seven of the eight defensive linemen with more than 100 snaps. They lose all four linebackers with over 200 snaps and 12 of the 17 defensive backs that saw any snaps at all. That's insane. That's insane. And That's whether insane. whether or not it needs to be torn down, you know, the foundation needs to be completely taken out and report if we're going to use the house analogy it's still mind-blowing to see that even if things were that bad, there's that level of turnover. This is unprecedented. I have no qualms in saying that. Unprecedented. Yeah, I, I don't think I can look at any pro- program. And if there's one that you can find out there, hit us on the, on the text line or one that you've heard of that's been worse uh, than that teardown. Um, I, I, that's a lot. And it's, it is mind-boggling and it is mind-blowing. But uh, I can say that I didn't know it was to that extent, but dang, um, I will say that it had to be done. Um, mm-hmm. But your replacements, is there enough? Now, if he just decides we're going to the high school method and we're going to build a refoundation in that way, then sparsely connecting the transfer portal with some. That's a good long term plan for me. But if you're just if you're going to go heavy transfer portal, some people get impatient. If you're going to do that, you're going to be trouble. I just don't think that's a I don't think that's a that's a winning plan. I'm just being honest. I don't think so. I'm with you. Uh, someone on the text line uh, says, I understand Nebraska plays Colorado next fall, but it seems like they're living rent free in a lot of media and message board heads. Maybe in some cases, but to me, Strick, it's not about, oh, Dion, Dion, I hate Colorado. Uh, what a what a show. And he's just, you know, glitz and glam. To me, it's one of the most fascinating stories in sports because Dion has his own brand, because he has the personality he does, and because 46, 47 players have entered the transfer portal since he got there in December. Yes, it's Colorado, but it just helps that they're so close to home that we talk about it because everyone's talking about it. This is one of the biggest stories in college sports right now. It has nothing to do with Dion or Colorado specifically. It just happens to be them. Yeah, and and you know to answer uh, unnamed te- or Eric Eric and Lincoln to uh, to uh, answer that you're absolutely right. Uh, he says on the text line, "Where's the depth going to come from for Colorado? Um, a couple of injuries in key places, uh, they're going to be in big trouble. Absolutely, um, that is going to be the case. This is why I think it's going to be a hard year for them. They're gonna they're they're going to take some lumps. They're going to take some bruises. Mm-hmm. Um, I think even right now as we talk about, it, I think Nebraska's overall talent level is better than them whether that's going to be sustainable or going to continue 
We'll see. I also want to know, based on the spring game, because I, you know, obviously I wasn't here yesterday. I want to throw this out to the Sider Hammond text line, to our blockheads, and to the listeners out there, whether it be on the stream or by way of Allo, if you're on the text line, 402-464-5685. What did you see that was the worst thing that you see that gives you worry about the spring game? And what did you see from specific players that kind of gave you a little bit of optimism? What specific players kind of opened your eyes and said, hmm, there's something there? Uh, I have a couple in mind, um, but I would definitely love to hear from you guys. 402-464-5685. What in the spring game gives you a little bit of pause by what you see? And what are situations or circumstances that you saw in the spring game that kind of made you a little bit of optimistic or players? Love to hear it. Strick, let's give our text line some time to weigh in on that. Let's step aside. Let's play the shootout looking at NBA playoff uh, news and notes and numbers. We'll play the shootout, and then in the 3 o'clock hour, we'll dive into that, what what stood out positively and negatively uh, to our text line and us from the Nebraska spring game. We'll play the shootout with Strick, $15 to Buffalo Wings and Rings on the line for you next.